0: It has been almost a week since a 7.4 magnitude earthquake and the ensuing tsunami struck the Indonesian island of Siloese, killing more than 1,400 people. Now, time is of the essence as responders and nonprofit organizations rush to the city of Palu and its surrounding regions to help deliver aid to the thousands of people who are in desperate need of it. This is TikTok. I'm Dave Myers. Joining me today from Jakarta is Susan Mangicaro. She's the emergency team lead for International Medical Corps, a nonprofit group supplying aid to the region. Thanks for joining us, Susan.
1: You're welcome. Thank you.
0: There was the earthquake, then the tsunami, now a volcano eruption. What are the conditions like right now in the region?
1: I think it kind of, if you look at all that has happened in the past, um, not even week yet, um, fear kind of comes to mind. Um, In chaos. Uh, The people, you know, have experienced such um, horrific crisis over the past several days that uh, they're they're in a state of shock, I'd say at this
0: Hmm. point. So we've seen, you know, buildings have been toppled over. We've seen, you know, areas just swallowed up by the ground, right?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And and, um, unlike some of the other disasters, major earthquakes, What's happening is because of that just just horrific impact of, of things being swallowed up, it's created a lot more um, panic than other um, similar maybe disasters of this magnitude.
0: Can, can you, sh- you know, you're talking about panic, can you share with me some of the stories right now that people are going through of survival um, just to get the basic necessities of food, water, clothing, shelter?
1: Yeah. Um so we currently have some of our staff on the ground right in Palu. I'm in Jakarta and uh, it's been a challenge getting from here to there. And what they what they've described um, to us in and in, in pictures and in words is a situation where there is no stability. Uh with most losing their homes, many losing family members. Um no power, no communications, um, and with with very little food and water, uh, it, it's just kind of survival at the moment. Um, there There is help getting there, but it's getting there slowly just because of what's gone on with respect to um, the ability to get to the region mm-hmm. with the airport being shut down, with the roads being blocked. Um, with looting going on and players not being able to get in there with with goods. So it's been a real challenge and a little bit of fear with the the volcano, the one airport that's fairly close that's being utilized extensively. Um, The fear is that 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 could impact the ability to utilize that airport. They're working on getting um, things opened up, but it's still quite a challenge on the ground.
0: And how does this disaster and the aftermath compared to other disasters the region has, has faced?
1: Um, you know, back in 2004, I believe it was, with the tsunami that was just in, uh, really mm-hmm. a horrific e- event. Um, different but similar insofar as the impact it's had on, on the people in the region. Um, the other difference, you know, with respect to this event is the people here are much more prepared. Um, yeah, and that's both, you know, kind of the the healthcare workers, the, the the government, et cetera. They're much more prepared, but still, no matter how prepared you are, when you have an event of this magnitude, it's difficult to kind of recover and and respond um, again with the challenges that that just uh, are inherent in the
0: region. Is it the lessons learned for this area from the 2004? Earthquake and tsunami that really helped them be prepared.
1: Yeah, it did. That um, led to quite a bit in in the way of education and training. Um, both, you know, our organization participated in, in um, helping with preparedness. That that's so important. You know, um, without being prepared, this impact. Uh, without being prepared in in both. Um, the people on the ground as well as the responders getting to the people on the ground. Um, While we're seeing more deaths than anyone wants to see, it would be even greater. So, yes, I would say that that event has had um, a a good impact on on the ability to respond. Still many, many challenges. We're we're not able to get um, uh, people and um, supplies in as we would like to. Um, We're hoping that changes over the next several days. Um, because there, there's great need in the area, but it, it's still, again, quite a challenge.
0: What what needs to change to get the resources into the area um, as soon as possible? What needs to change? What conditions need to improve?
1: Um, the roadways, the airports, uh, transportation, the one airport that is in the region, uh, as you know, is, is down or, or functioning minimally. Uh, the, the main road that leads to the area is. There's been landslides. It's difficult to traverse. There, there's road damage, and then um, there has been reported looting. So that kind of discourages. Um, so getting the roadways and the infrastructure, at least to a point where there can't, you can pr- bring that support in, um, would be a big, big help um, because then you, the supplies come in, the the, the people come in and you can begin to build back a sense of normalcy. It's going to take quite a long time to recover from this event. Um, It's been pretty devastating.
0: And what kind of response are we seeing from the Indonesian government or from governments around the world?
1: Um, Well, the Indonesian government um, initially did not call for international players because, again, they do, being in the region that we're in right now, Um, They do have a good level of preparedness. However, because of the magnitude, a declaration was made that they were accepting humanitarian players. Um, They're still in the process of determining um, what they need where. And so um, it's a coordination system that exists um, globally when an event of this magnitude occurs. So it's very chaotic, to be quite frank, at first and um, lots of politics involved Mm -hmm. but eventually things settle down Um, it it, again it's been a little bit of a challenge both from a political perspective getting in there as well as just um, infrastructure-wise so if those those things open up then uh, i think you'll see much more in the way of relief being provided um, and it's going to just take quite some time to recover
0: And your group, International Medical Corps, uh, has been established in Indonesia since 2000. How much did that make a difference in getting help to those affected as quickly as possible?
1: Um, Well, it was almost immediate. Um, You know, we have um, current and previous staff on the ground that were able to mobilize. We actually have um, a staff member that um, lost his home, Mm. and he's currently out doing assessments for us. So... Uh, you know, most of our staff are okay. Unfortunately, not all. Um, We've had a staff member that lost uh, their their daughter in in the um, event. Um, So, thank you. Um, So, you know, everyone is impacted, but it did allow us to mobilize quickly. In addition, being that we're experienced at getting people and supplies to places like this that are hard hit, this is kind of our core competency where Communications are down and, and, you know, difficult, both um, disaster zones, war zones. We have the experience of getting there. We were on the ground. Um, left. You know, it happened Friday morning. Our team left um, U.S. and other parts of the world uh, Friday at 6 o'clock. So we were on the ground within a very short period of time.
0: What kind of response uh, and support are, are, is your team bringing to those people?
1: Well, our organization takes a very comprehensive approach to delivering medical services. So we go in and conduct an assessment to determine what needs and what gaps exist, working again in a collaborative way with the organizations of government and um, the coordination mechanisms. Uh, We bring either healthcare, um, nutrition care, mental health services, um, water sanitation and hygiene services, uh, all of those are programs that we can deliver, and not only do we deliver during the crisis, but we are, we stay after until um, the, the, the situation has resolved and continue with education and training. Um, we also have an emergency field hospital. It's been noted that that, that is an asset that's needed on the ground here. So we're just awaiting word. If it's required, we'll ship it in and um, staff with local doctors and nurses. So it really depends on the need um, as far as what we provide. But we have uh, multiple services to provide based on the gap.
0: Often in these, these disasters, we get a sense of that things are going to get worse before they get better. Is that, is that going to be the sense in Indonesia?
1: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm afraid so. I'm hoping not. But um, I'm afraid that, that, you know, this is, uh, I'm lost track of days, maybe day four or day five here. And because of the inability to bring the services that are needed to the area, um, people do get desperate and, um, and, and fearful and tensions rise. And so, and then infections set in and, and other illnesses start to occur. Um, waterborne illnesses, etc. So those are just some of the fears. Um, is has it reached its peak yet? Um, I hope so. Um, I fear that maybe not. It might get worse before it gets better. But I do know that um, the government as well as non-government agencies are on the ground here, and um, we are seeing traction. So um, I'm hopeful that it, it will start to improve soon.
0: You know, millions of people around the world, Susan, are watching this event unfold and they want to know how they can help. What's the best way that they can get in touch with a nonprofit organization or charity and, and contribute to the recovery effort.
1: Yeah, really and truly the best way in this kind of instance is with donations. Um, in, in any, any kind of donations help. So, you know, find the organization that, that you feel, um, would be someone that would represent, um, what you would like to do, um, but are unable to do because you can't be here. Uh, so doing that just helps tremendously because, you know, it does take quite a bit, um, to get us over here on the ground and to, to br- bring the supplies and et cetera over. So that really helps the most in the situation, um, because not everyone can kind of pack up and go and, and, and help during a crisis. Uh, so, that truly is the best thing that can, can be done and helps us amazingly, and, and it's, it's something we appreciate as humanitarian aid workers.
0: Susan, thank you, and, and best of luck to all of you.
1: Thank you so much.
0: If you want to learn more about International Medical Corps and the relief efforts, go to their website, internationalmedicalcorps.org. That's a TikTok for today. Thanks for listening, and please head on over to iTunes and let us know what you think. I'm Dave Myers. You can follow me on Twitter at davidfmyers, Myers, and you get all your updates 24-7 at TikTok.